Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. The church sure does need to rise. You guys need to pass out some tissues and some holy water and some PTSD advice and ministry and all that good stuff because the left has completely left the building. If only they would or convert, right? Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel as well as Rumble. I'm here Monday through Friday, 1230 Eastern Standard Time. Some days it's just me. Other days it's me and some pretty amazing guests. So uh, we have some amazing people coming up this week. Today you got me and all my sassafras, blah, 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 sassafras glory. And uh, so I hosted a space last evening. If you're not familiar with what those are, I uh, talk about them quite a bit on my show. And Twitter, who has now been acquired by Elon Musk to the tune of $44 billion. Uh, what is the stock? 52 bucks and some change. And um, I have friends this morning who are like, hey, how do we buy Twitter stock? I'm like, no, no. So um, so the deal is not completely done because there are some official legal housekeeping business items to contend with. But the funeral procession, the mass exodus has begun. My Twitter space last evening, we had... I don't know, over 25, 2,600 people come through there or more. Uh, it was pretty awesome. Uh, thank you to my co-hosts again who did an amazing job. You know who you are. We had Democrats. We had uh, you know people running for office, quite a few blue checks. Scott Pressler, I love you. Thank you for all of the hard work you do around this country. And uh, on behalf of the Republican Party, who would not be doing a damn thing without you, truth be told. So hopefully we can replace whatever, Miss Romney, however you prefer to re- refer to her, uh, with you. If you would actually have that role, I think you would be amazing. And so does the entire Republican Party who actually matters. So... Because the establishment, in my humble opinion, doesn't matter. Because they're worse than traitors. There, I said it. I tweet it quite a bit. And I believe it. Or I wouldn't say it. They're awful. They're awful Americans. They don't care about you any more than Democrats do. It's horrible. But I will say, let me preface that with this. Um, Not all voting Democrats are the bane of our American existence. 
They're just not. And my spaces prove that because they come in and out of my space all the time. And my spaces are open for dialogue. And every now and then we'll get crazy people and whatever. Come on in. The rest of us are crazy too. We have a good time. You know, it, it is what it is. Unless you're just a jack leg and then you just go. So easy. It's really not hard. Maybe it's because I'm a mother. And I'm like, okay, you got to go. And I didn't do timeout. So you don't get a timeout in my space. You just get the boot. Super simple. And if you can come back and play nice, come on. So we had Democrats. We had liberals. We had, you know, who knows? Every sexual persuasion, belief, nationalities, you know, Twitter spaces are just phenomenal for really getting to know where people really are and, and, and upon which level they are existing of understanding, knowledge, wisdom, emotion, you know, you name it. It's a very good barometer for those of us who like to measure where people really are so that I can only speak for myself, not other narrative shapers. But for me, I want to know where people are because I'm very interested in building bridges to people and between people. If a bridge can be built, if you know me, you also know that I'm not afraid to detonate my proverbial bridges in my personal life, my professional life, in my spaces. Uh, because that's just sometimes you don't need to cross the bridge to come over to me and I don't need to come over to you. Because the word says that unless two people agree, how can they walk together? Right? And you can't. You can't. Now, all that to say, there were some people in my space last night who were not at all freaked out. They were, who are Democrats. One is running for U.S. Senate here in the state of Georgia who is actually struggling with election interference on behalf of Facebook shutting down her Facebook account. And she is a Democrat. She's a beautiful black woman who I would consider a sister. We do not agree on a lot of things political. I will never be for reparations, but that is one of her major underpinnings of her campaign. And that's fine. But we're still sisters in Christ, right? I mean, we still share the same soil and we respect each other. And we like each other. I I pray for her. I want to help her remedy this issue with Facebook because it should be illegal. It is illegal election interference, contrary to the election deniers, the evidence deniers of 2020. Election interference is a matter of national security. You've heard that on my show several times. And I still stand by that. So I would love to see Tamara, um, you know, have some justice in that. But she came in last night and said, I would love for President Trump to have his Twitter account back. Everyone should have freedom of speech. She's she's on the Democrat ticket. Another gentleman came in. He, too, is a Democrat. All for freedom of speech. Right? We actually had more in common than we don't. And probably a few more Twitter spaces, and we will have a new Republican. <laughs> so... Uh, that's never my goal though. My, my goal is never to convert or die. That is a mantra of the left. And I'm going to prove that during this show. If you're not watching, I will read this for you, but I'm about to go over some tweets that will blow your mind. 
that came out of the left. And for some of you who don't, who you're not on Twitter, so this doesn't, you don't think this affects you. It actually does affect you because a lot of things are about to get. Um, it's kind of like the silt on the bottom of a really muddy lake, right? The murky lake that you can't see down to the bottom. Like it's not Lake Kiwi that's up in South Carolina where you can literally see to the bottom like a Bahamian beach. No, tech world is not like that at all. And a lot of swamp creatures have been dwelling and swimming in the bottom of this cesspool, mining your information, aggregating your life and your future and our future generations with algorithms that will probably blow your mind when they are exposed. Thank you, Elon. You'll be surprised by how many bots are actually taking up space. So I'm kind of curious to see where the valuation actually lands with regard to Twitter. How did you come to that valuation number? Because if you think about how many bots actually take up space on Twitter, as opposed to people like me and other humans, right? who actually engage and engage in commerce on Twitter as well. It's not only a place, a platform for exchange of ideas and opinions. It's also where a lot of business takes place. So uh, whether you're promoting a product, which I do, or you're promoting your own brand, you know, there's a lot of business that takes place on Twitter. So I'm curious about the valuation that that will be very curious to me how many bots are actually there. And you got to wonder about, Facebook as well. Not to mention, this is a real blow to the military industrial complex, who ultimately is the genesis of Facebook, who's created, you know, basically a storefront by virtue of Facebook. I'm not the only person with that information. We had gentlemen in the space last night sharing that freely and have for months. And so it's not just a place for you to share your spaghetti or what you had for dinner, or your grandkids' new poop, you know, whatever. It's, that's not what it's for. That's what, that's how you experience it as the end user, right? As the consumer. But you are, in fact, being consumed. You just are. I cannot stress that enough. And so it is a big deal what's happened Uh, For a number of reasons, what's happened with this private uh, acquisition. Now, what's interesting is that every time someone was canceled or otherwise censored on Twitter, here's what we heard from the left, right? It's a private business. It's a private entity. They can do what they want to do. It's private. It's private. It's what they want to do. You don't like it? Go somewhere else. Right? And now all of a sudden, private businesses are of the devil. Capitalism is of the devil. Because think of all the children we could feed. Hold on. Here. I actually have the perfect sound for the remainder of the show. You ready? 
This is my official Twitter sound. Oh, it's so sad. Think of all the all the little pygmy children we could have fed. It's horrible. Elon is so wicked. Can't believe he spent all of his money on a Twitter acquisition. It's horrible. We could have solved world hunger. It could be over. I'm going to read something to you. This is so good. God, this has been the greatest 24 hours of my online existence for so many reasons. Oh, this is so good. So my dear friend, Brie Dahl, if you are not uh, following her, you should. She is uh, a definitive uh, journalist, a legitimate journalist, and she is stationed uh, at the Vatican in uh, Rome. And in Rome, she is, hold on, I'm going to find this. She tweeted this this morning. So good. And this is coming from Man of the Cloth. All right, here we go. This is so good. The $44 billion for Twitter could have easily been used to provide uh, food and clean water for the poor, housing for the homeless. Pretty sure the homeless are doing pretty good with their housing. Have you been to L.A.? Somebody's giving out tents. I don't know who's doing that. They don't want homes. Sorry. Have you ever ministered to the homeless? About 8 out of 10 homeless people I've ever ministered to will tell you, girl, I'm out here because I want to be out here. I'm like, okay, well, go get you three meals and some liquor and hang out. I mean, who am I to shame somebody who wants to live on the streets? I'm not for it, but, you know, okay. But just think what Elon could have done with all of those billions of dollars. Shelter for refugees. That's okay. The American taxpayer is paying for that. We don't need Elon to pay for that. We're paying for the refugees. Where's this guy been? Medical care for the sick. We're paying for that too. Some This priest needs to get out a little bit more. Okay. And funds to eradicate serious illnesses. Does he know Jesus, the great physician? Eradicate? Funds to eradicate. I'm sorry, did you miss my interview with Zach Voorhees, the whistleblower of Google? Apparently you did, Father, Mr. Priestman, because he told you why you can't find proven remedies and cures for cancer. Thanks, Google. It's called a little black hole. Yeah, Mr. Musk would have been a hero. Not just another capitalist. Oh, please. Yeah. Yeah. That mean old capitalist. It's amazing, isn't it? Well, here's what's even more amazing. That Brie had a journalist had who's a Catholic, a devout Catholic on top of that, had to remind him of John 12, 4 through 6. Right, which is going to lead me to why I tweeted what I did today for all of you who are complaining, Elizabeth Warren, about us wicked capitalists, right? Who who would rather uh, practice free enterprise 
and and in business and trade and in capitalism, the way the country is is designed to operate, right? Instead, we're supposed to remember what Judah said. Why are you letting that woman spend her expensive ointment and fragrance on your feet? Do you know how many poor people we could have fed with that if we had sold it? If she had just given it to us and then we could have repurposed it, we could have reimagined its purpose. Judas, Disney, all the same crap, all the same spiritual crap, right? Okay, but imagine what we could have done with that money, Jesus. And Jesus is like, okay, first of all, leave her alone. Because what she's doing is a good thing, right? And you are always going to have who with you? The poor. I didn't write it. I am not for poverty. I am not advocating for the impoverished and to keep people poor and to put your foot on the neck of the little guy. This isn't my white privilege or supremacy or anything else because I'm privileged to live in this country and there's only one supreme being and it ain't me. And I'm really clear about that. And it's not you. Sorry. Sorry, Talcum. We're going to get to him in just a minute because he's one of my favorites and he's part of the mass exodus. He gone. Talcum X has officially left the Twitter building. I love it. Some of you are like, who is Talcum X? We're going to get to him. Okay. Let's get back to this poor people thing, right? So astounding. And you're going to hear this ad nauseum. Just get ready. Get ready. But this broadcast is here to prepare your heart and mind for the darts that are coming your way. They're already there. They're in circulation. Like they've been handed out by the enemy's kingdom. And the Christians are going to do it too. Our people are just as dumb literally uneducated whenever it comes to the Bible as people of the world. I'm just telling you, as a matter of fact, 3% of the church reads their Bible. That is a proven statistic. And you know how I know? I can see it all throughout the world. Our fruit sucks. I'll just start right here in my country. Well, we're supposed to be the city on a hill, right? But whenever it comes to forgiving people, forgiving the sins of our nation's past, uh, you know, uh, adjudicating, you know, due process, justice, having the courage and the stones to actually stay on a platform in the heat of battle with the rest of us who were advocating and fighting for our First Amendment rights, as opposed to, uh, you know, running and then coming back. Coming back once the ammunition has been pulled from the left and the rest of us are still standing here kind of bloodied and bruised. But yay! Everybody's back. Isn't it great? Isn't it wonderful? Welcome back. So happy you could join us in a fight that is no longer. Yeah, how brave of you guys. That's great. And you know what? I caught a lot of flack for this one right here. And I can take it. I really can. Because this is someone who I have absolutely admired as a colleague in my industry. 
And he ran back to Twitter as soon as the coast was clear. And that was amazing. There are 200,000 people who loved it and thought it was the greatest thing ever. And then there's little old me with about 20 people who are like, amen, Monica. And I'm like, you know what? We have been, this has been hellish over here. And you guys jumped over to like CCP getter, uh, and then the crap parlor that just like crapped the bed entirely. Now you got truth that you can't even get on to determine whether or not it's truth or a lie or somewhere in the middle. Who the hell knows? Because your account is somewhere in the ether of AWS for the platform that hates big tech, but is still using big tech. I don't know. Is it just me? Sorry, I'm not celebrating your return. What about the people who were axed, who literally got the chop, who were doing a lot of good work in this country, saving lives, ministering to people, feeding the the impoverished, putting clothes on the homeless, and they got the axe. How about doctors? How about nurses that were bringing the truth to save lives, who were bringing the truth to tell us what they were seeing in their emergency rooms? and in their practices, who were losing their licenses, who were being threatened by doxers. What about those guys? They stood in the trenches with us, and they took the chance to be there to lose their licenses. And you cowards ran to other platforms, and now you want to come back and be like, woohoo, let's party? Screw that. I'm not the one. Sorry. Not happening. I'm entirely too committed to this country and to my cause. Oh, there's somebody I absolutely adore. He was one of my co-hosts last night, and he is one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life, literally. And I know a lot of smart people, but this dude takes the cake. And if you're on Twitter, you should go follow him. The tinfoil tri-coin, I think is what it says right there. (laughs) He's like blending in with my screen. But... Do not get me started about the people who are now all excited about coming back. They just can't wait. This is great. This is great. We're free. I have to sneeze. <coughs> Woo, thank God Almighty, we are free at last. Yesterday, excuse me, was the, uh, what did I call it? A friend of mine called it. Actually, I have to give him credit. The National Cyber Emancipation Day. Psh, love it. So true. So good. This is going to have far-reaching implications. I'm, I'm, and I don't see. Listen, you guys know me well enough to know I don't see anyone as my uh, Lord and Savior on this side of eternity. None of the systems, none of the people, you know, no one in my industry, a president, none of that. The military, the church, nope. None of these pastors and priests who don't know their Bible from a hole in the ground, obviously, because they're going to be busy guilting you. Pay attention. If you go to a church that, well, first of all, some of y'all are still in your churches that were locked down with COVID, scared to death, and everyone's still in a mask. Well, I don't know what kind of church that is, but you should find a new one. No kidding. Or at least get a different faith. Um, And I mean that with all the love of Jesus in my heart, I can spare. Because here's the deal. This is Ephesians 6 and 12. This is real warfare. It just is. It's real warfare. And for you cowards, uh, the Bible talks about you too. For all of you who love to espouse that all the homosexuals are going to hell, they're going to be left out. They're not going to be in the kingdom. Well, you need to go see what your Bible says about the cowardly. I'm just telling you. It's the same destination. It's not on the inside. It's not. 
And that goes for a whole host of us out here who practice all kinds of stuff. Notice I said us, because I have not arrived. Sanctification is a lifelong process for those of you Christians who did not know that or forgot. Let's go on to someone I mentioned just a moment ago. Here's part of the breakdown that continues. The mass exodus on Twitter. Okay. And this is important because this is a culture shifter of epic proportion. Some of you are afraid it's going to end up in echo chamber. It will never happen. Won't happen. People love to argue. They do. People, and it's not, and it's not all, and people, and these guys are invested in not only arguing, but taking people on the right out. So they're not going anywhere. Oh, Sean's probably got some burner account already and already, already working. Where are they going to go? They're going back to Facebook with their recipes. What is Sean King going to roll over to Truth Social? You going to get all Gab, Parlor, Discord. I use Discord for some things, but uh, it is not like this. Sorry. Don't worry. They'll be back. They will. Sadly, they'll be back. But here's what. Uh, Here's what Sean King, for those of you who do not know Sean King, you're not missing a lot, but it's important to know the influence of Sean King, whether he's on Twitter or not. He has an entire generation's ears, and that is really important. He is not interested in building bridges. Sean King is here to find an identity. This is my humble opinion to search for his long-lost identity, which is usually predicated upon this right here, the white man, and the lack of melanin in his own skin. I'm just telling you. And I'm not the only person who thinks that way. I'm probably the only person who will say it out loud because it is absolutely true. So let's read this together. Let me get over here to my full screen. Here's Sean. At its root... Elon Musk wanting to purchase Twitter is not about left versus right. Mm -mm. It's about white power. The man was raised in apartheid by a white nationalist. He's upset that Twitter won't allow white nationalists to target and harass people. That's his definition of free speech. Now, at this point, it was 2.05 yesterday, and he thankfully only had 736 likes, 285 quoted retweets, and 156 retweets without the quotes, okay? And that's important. Hopefully, it didn't get any bigger before he, you know, mass exodus along with others. Uh, But this is important because this person right here affectionately known to those of us who love to joke as talcum x and you can go find out why uh we uh refer to him as that jokingly affectionately slightly mocking he's one of the people who finds his identity in all things white supremacy it's almost like he can't be a black man unless there's a white man telling him that he's not really a black man i don't know I don't know, but I'll tell you this. I've ministered to a lot of people who have identity issues, and this dude is like one of them. Hey, Suzanne, welcome. So glad to see you. So there's Sean. Sean is my second 
of the day. That's right. See ya. Bye, Sean. Bye. Okay, so there's Sean. Okay, who's next on the, uh, my, okay, here's my favorite, actually. This is good because this really is the attitude of the left. This is Tim, not so wise. Um, Tim, Jacob, not so wise. Okay, this was astounding. And I actually did my part and I tweeted to, I retweeted this tweet to the Department of Homeland Security and the FBI because they have a really, really important campaign right now for see something, say something, right? Looking for domestic terrorism uh, on social media, not only through algorithms. We can talk about that too. What do you guys think is going to happen with regard to the Department of Homeland Security and this weaponized DOJ that is utilizing social media in order to create lists of domestic terrorists, otherwise known as patriots, white people, white males, law enforcement, former military, veterans, uh, hold on, who else? Oh, yeah, Christians, bag of supporters, and Republicans. I think I got them all. Yeah, those lists, right? And so here's Tim. Tim says, if Elon announced Nazis to dox progressives on here in the name of free speech, which he will, I'm quoting this guy, there's only one way to respond. Dox Nazis first. But that's not enough. You got to track them. You have to expose them. You have to ruin them. I don't support doxing, but if he allows it, it's war. Hopefully, He'll think twice. I don't know, Tim. Maybe after reading your tweet, Elon will crumble in a corner and think twice about being a decent human being that he already is. Right? Here's the thing. The left is so self-important that they actually believe, and they're so soulless on this level. Again, I'm not throwing all Democrats in with this. Y'all got to think about this in terms of how I referred to the LGBTQAIXYZ corporate entity, which is completely different from your gay friends. I'm just telling you, it is a political, weaponized political mouthpiece. It's actually a geopolitical weapon. It's a drone. That's what that organization is. It is a drone. And it literally scours the United States and social media through algorithms and through all of your little information that you put in there and you share about yourself. Yep. It knows your weaknesses. It knows your strengths. Yep. And then it creates narratives around falsehoods. And then it maligns a whole group of people in order to facilitate its single solitary geopolitical goal, which is ultimately homogenization and globalism. And for some reason, these guys think that other folks, mainly the Middle East, are ever going to be friendly at all to the homosexual cause. Won't happen. Sorry. Because Muslims are not like Christians. In so many ways. And I mean like, I'm talking extreme Muslims. 
And and if Christians were extreme Christians, like the Department of Homeland Security wants you to think we are, this world would be a much better place because we would forgive very readily, right? We'd quit condemning everybody to hell. We would have no problem whatsoever telling everyone we meet about how wonderful the Lord Jesus Christ is. And you would want to know him too. He's great right? We would fellowship with one another. We would carry each other's burdens and crosses. We wouldn't gossip about each other in the name of prayer, prayer groups. We got to pray for Sister Anne because she's having an affair with her tennis instructor, but God bless her. Lord have mercy. He knows her heart. Yeah. Y'all know. I'm just telling you. And so it's amazing because Christians are hung up. We'd also, well, hello. We would also not be in the predicament we're in politically if Christians were extreme Christians because they would engage in their civic duty, right? To ensure that liberty is curated and that people are put into positions of authority who value freedom, due process, basic constitutional principles but we're just as bad as the left and as bad as other people that we blame. Then you've got the extreme side of, of Islam who are still throwing people off of buildings. No kidding. And that doctrine and ideology, ask my dear sister, Brigitte Gabrielle, just how creeping Sharia is across this country. It's a mind blower to be sure. But the LGBTQ corporate ball, cabal, that inter- that twine, right, that mess, cares nothing about human beings. That's not what it's there for. It tells you that it is. And it lobbies for equity and equality, right, special concessions and considerations. What? I'm sorry. Are you handicapped because you're homosexual? I don't think so. Right? What are these accommodations? Someone in a wheelchair needs an accommodation. Right? Someone who's blind needs an accommodation. Someone who can't hear. Someone, I would think, actually with PTSD who's struggling. Our veterans. How about those accommodations? Instead of losing 22 people a day to suicide and a bullet in the head. You know? Some people are worthy of accommodations. But sexual preferences, skin color, sex, biological sex, because I'm a chick, I don't deserve special accommodations. God told me that I was created equal, and my constitution said amen. So I'm sorry. Where, why would I be confused about that? I'm not. So here you go. Here's the latest Yahoo. I'm sorry. Did I give Tim not so wise the, did I, did I, did I pay homage to him? There we go. Bye, Tim. Bye. I hope you find your way off Twitter very soon because you are very dangerous. You are a dangerous human being. And there are many more like him out on this platform. Pay attention to them. When I've told you guys for years to quit saying that you're, you're being canceled, I meant that 
because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's not here to cancel you. He's just not. He's not here to cancel you. He's, he's here to destroy your businesses, just like they tried to do with Mike Lindell. Look at all of those businesses that attempted to destroy him. That's not canceling. What a dumb concept. Did that come out of DARPA's narrative school too? I love it. You're being canceled. No, I'm not being canceled. I cancel my credit card because I no longer use it, right? I, this is literally destroying people's lives. You heard what the dude said, Tim Not So Wise says, ruin them and get to them first because they're coming for us. Because you know what? That's what a guilty conscience says. That's how a guilty conscience and a reprobate mind thinks. It becomes paranoid over time. It's like the dude who constantly accuses you of cheating or your wife while she's, you know, getting it on with the tennis instructor while you're out working your butt off to provide for the family. And you can't understand why she keeps accusing you of something that you have less than zero heart to do. And I'm not saying there aren't people on the right who have now crossed that line to want to dox people. I think it is an abhorrent practice. I do not subscribe to it at all, period. And I've had more than one opportunity to engage in doxing, especially during the election debacle in Georgia in 2020. And I said, you want somebody doxed? Do it your damn self. I'm not interested. That y'all, I don't even believe in karma because she really is a bitch. But I need God's mercy. I believe in mercy. And I pray for God to have mercy on other people, even people like Tim, not so cool and wise, wise. Right? Even people like Talcum, Sean. Even people who left us here are bloodied and bruised and tattered to go to another platform, Mark. I pray for my enemies. And my frenemies, right? And I bless them because I'm told to do that. I know that sounds extreme. Again, there's that extreme Christianism. (laughs) So that's extreme for most of us. It's hard. I didn't say it was easy, but I'm commanded to do that because I'm blessed when I do that, right? So I'm not interested in doxing somebody. It's dangerous. It's the same thing as swatting. Someone's children are going to die eventually in this whole swatting debacle, Tim Poole has gone through it I don't, like over 10 times. My colleagues, uh, Stu Peters just went through it a couple of weeks ago. Kids were at home, bullhorns raging, d- weapons drawn, come out with your hands up, swatting. Exactly what you think it is. The SWAT team shows up at your house because some prankster called, a deliberate prankster calls to basically not cancel you, but ruin you. SWAT team shows up with guns drawn, thinking that you're holding somebody hostage in your own home, and it's a hostile situation. One wrong move. Who knows what could have happened to those babies? It's wrong. It's crazy. We do not adopt that mindset. That is ridiculous. That is terrorism. That is legit domestic terrorism that should be dealt with. And that's what the left is calling for right now. If you'll scroll through Twitter, if you will scroll through your Facebook accounts, you should pay attention to what people are saying because they mean it. This isn't just them freaking out and fearful. This is this is what's in their heart and their soul. It's coming out of their mouths now. So pay attention and believe it. But this is what they did to Mike Lindell, which is, and I, and I got to tell you, when I started to partner with Mike Lindell and with MyPillow.com, The person who set me up with that said, now, are you going to be on board? Are you going to bail like other personalities have bailed? 
And I was like, well, obviously you don't know me. But unless he does something super stupid or he does turn out to be like, you know, the world's ultimate seditionist, um, I'm not, I see him as a patriot and as someone who has been, who has put lots of his money where his mouth is and where his accusations are, right? And not every accusation is false, might I remind you. Your speeding ticket is an accusation. It's just that no one has shown up yet to adjudicate his his accusations. It's not because the fraud isn't there. It's not because he hasn't already proven certain elements of the election uh, miscalculations. <laughs> that's why I'm on board with MyPillow.com, and that's why you see me asking you and tweeting to you, please support Mike Lindell. Yes, you are also supporting me and my livelihood by using my code MONICA, M-O-N-I-C-A, uh, whether you're buying house slippers, stuff for your pets, you know, towels, sheets, and some of y'all need some sheets, and some uh, bath sheets. Love the bath sheets. Oh, cannot say enough about those. And I'm supposed to be getting a whole host of things in this week, and when I do, I'll probably do a show in my robe. That'll be amazing, uh, just to prove how wonderful it is. But I love promoting great products, and I love promoting great people. And anyone who knows me knows that. You come into my space, I'm promoting you. It drives people who co-host with me nuts because I take my time to point people out and to recognize people because you all deserve to be recognized on some level. The problem is the Antichrist spirit is in the earth to the point where the left lies about you and you actually believe it on some level. Most people hate to be celebrated. Don't believe me? Try to celebrate people around your Thanksgiving dinner table. I do it. My family's like, oh, God, here she goes again. But I'm like, I just want to go around and say what I'm thankful for about you and you and you. And I'm thankful for you. And you get a pillow and you get a pillow, right? And my family's like, oh, my God, I literally want to die right now. Not only does she take too long to pray, because she literally listens to the Holy Spirit and prays for every single thing and every single one. Uh, but now she wants to celebrate me. And I secretly don't feel that great about myself. And every time she says something loving about me and worthy of praise, I just cringe. That would be called the Antichrist spirit that's already in the earth. Y'all keep waiting for him to show up as some gay dude over in the Middle East. And that may actually be true. I don't know. I'm not John Hagee. I don't know when Jesus is coming back either. Neither does John. Just saying. Anyway. Okay, who's next? All right, so there you go. MyPillow.com. Monica. Oh, not to mention. You do have Mother's Day coming up. Don't forget. Don't forget your mama. Some of you have got some real bitterness issues with your mamas. And you know what? In the end, none of that crap's going to matter. Maybe she just sucked. I don't know. Maybe she just didn't know what she was doing. But I'm going to tell you something. When she crosses over into death, you're going to wish that you had gifted her, that you had honored her. I'm not saying to honor her devils, but I am saying that you honor your mother and your father. It was the first commandment with a promise. Go look up what the promise is. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to do your homework for you. Be better than the 3%. 
Okay, or the 97% that don't read their Bibles. Uh, Again, code Monica. All right, all right, all right, moving right along, moving right along. All right, here we go. Who's next? We already did Talcum X, Mark Levin, Tim Not So Wise. Um, Oh, God, dog it. I had one more, and I can't find it, but I do agree with this, gentlemen. This is so good. This is so true. This is a bad week for the for the woke crowd. A bad month. Elon Musk is buying Twitter. CNN is shutting down. Disney's being reined in. It's a bad time to be woke, says Lance Gooden. Amen, Mr. Gooden. It's a really bad time to be woke, unless you're Jenna Ellis, apparently, because she's siding with Disney. I don't know. I talked about that on yesterday's show, which I have yet to upload. My apologies <laughs> for those of you in podcast world, but it did stream. Uh, yeah, and that was actually, you know, there's my opinions on uh, Miss Ellis and her um, affinity in a, for a conflation. That's all I'm going to say about that. You can listen to the show and catch the rest of my opinions on that. But I do agree with that. This is an awful time to be woke. And so these are times to celebrate and not with retribution. Who is even thinking about doxing people on the left? If you are, you need a life. Seriously. Don't become what you hate. It's really easy to do. Speaking of, I love this. This is someone I love to follow as well, another man of God. If you are fortunate or unfortunate to have a financial advisor, if you call to discuss your concerns with the market and they only recite, hold on, don't sell down tick, markets always recover, fire them. Find someone who will take who will talk it all, rates, EM, fixed income, etc. Amen, Javier. Amen to that. Which is why you should positively go to my website right this second and type in Monica, go to your computer, monicamatthews.com backslash goldco. Perfect segue into that. And that's exactly what I retweeted. Because some of you are like, well, Monica, do you think we've hit the absolute toilet yet? Nope. No. I don't, and I'm not a fear monger. That's not what I do. But the Bible tells you to be prepared for a reason. I mean, can y'all not like lick your finger, stick it out into the wind and tell which direction it is? I mean, do you need your broker to tell you that the, that the world is crazy and people respond, markets respond to people and people respond to markets, but you got to figure out who the chicken and the egg is in this whole thing. You're the chicken sitting on some eggs, right? And so it's a self-licking ice cream cone. So why in the world would you all trust your hard-earned money sitting in a portfolio that is literally being tossed to and fro by the feelings of other humans and by manipulation by other humans in the way of, of manufactured wars, rumors of wars, manufactured, you know, crises all over the world. You see where our dollar is. Do you understand what fiat is? Like I went through a whole book with you on a show a couple of weeks ago. Go find that show. It's archived. You know, talking about thank God for Bitcoin. Okay, I'm not shilling for Bitcoin. What I'm telling you is that that little bitty book had a whole wealth of knowledge in it about currency and what it is and what it isn't. And it takes the mystery out of it. It takes the fear out of it and the dread that most of the church has around money, all of the lies about it. What is currency? 
If I'm selling my house, you're not going to bring me a pet rock. For some reason, the world is still accepting U.S. dollars. But whenever you think about what fiat is and what fiat isn't, you got to wonder, I'm sorry, how soon before this house of cards legitimately fails? And is that where you want your money? Probably not. And I'm not reading from a teleprompter. That is not a scripted sell. That is a cold uh, live read, as they call it, because that's coming straight from my heart. And so I do believe it is a worthy cause for you to go to my website, monicamatthews.com backslash goldco, and at least check out a safe place to put your hard-earned money. You owe that to yourself and to your family and your future generations. There are some things that are not going to lose their value. They may fluctuate in value, but they will never lose their intrinsic value. And those are precious metals. And those are things I believe that God has gifted this earth with. And everything else, in short, can man manipulate it? Of course he can. Is our dollar remotely backed by gold right now? What would you do if you went to your bank tomorrow and you couldn't get in? What would you do if the internet just completely crapped the bed? Which, at the way we're going, with the responses I'm seeing about Elon's acquisition, anything's possible. You don't think these suckers would just turn out the lights on this country? to keep from having a midterm election? Are you nuts? Wake up. They absolutely would do anything to avoid a midterm election, the loss of Congress. 1,000% would do it. And I would have never believed that. I would have thought, oh, God, here goes another hyperbolic fear monger. You know, one of these political conservative pundits who thinks that everybody's out to get them. No, but see, I live in Georgia. With Brian Kemp. And I watched what happened. And Dinesh D'Souza uh, has now captured what happened, by and large, in the state of Georgia during the 2020 election. And nothing's been done about that. And I'm not so sure anything ever will be done about that. So I have no faith, none, less than zero. Like it's on the other side of the scale, less than zero faith in our elections in the state of Georgia. You do you, but that's just me. And you guys can come for me if you want to with all your brouhaha about, will you encourage people to stay home? I've never said that. doesn't mean I won't cast a vote. It means I have no faith in the system. I just don't. But in order to prove anything, you have to have numbers to offset the other numbers. So I'm not encouraging you not to vote. And I'm not being hypocritical. I'm just telling you the election grid um, is completely compromised here, in my humble opinion. So, so yes, I think they would do anything. And they have. They've done a lot. And they're still working tirelessly. But I am seeing God. I'm seeing God in a lot of this desert moment that we're living in. All right. And speaking of desert moments, I want to read something to you guys. But I'm have to go over here to pull it up. And this is from a follower on Twitter. 
And this is about being in the desert. And you've heard me say that we are in captivity, right? You've heard me say that quite a bit because I believe we are. And I do believe that President Donald J. Trump took us out of Egypt in the years of Obama, opened our eyes to a lot of things, got us really excited about the exodus of leaving narratives and dead narratives and ideology behind, leaving the apology tour behind of who we are as Americans and as Christians on the international landscape. He gave us that back. He gave us our appreciation. He gave us our American pride, if you will, right? Um, he opened the door for and paved the way for us to be um, excited about who we are as a nation. He did. He did that for us. And he did that across the board, whether black Democrats want to admit that or not. Um, you cannot deny employment rates. You cannot deny his engagement, his attention, his gaze on the black community, his engagement with the church, particularly, and the black church. I hate saying that because the church is the church, but black members of the Christian church, black leaders of the Christian church. He was very engaged. He was the first administration with a, um, and my friend uh, Jamie here in the state of Georgia, who was actually the president for the Log Cabin Republicans, uh, was appointed uh, to this position. But, uh, you know, there was a position that was also representing the LGBTQ community. Um, so their voices were heard within his administration. Um, there were many things that President Trump did to, to bridge. Many things he wasn't very good at. Who cares? Those things honestly pale in comparison to what he brought back to the country in the way of empowerment, of empowering you. And that's what a good leader does. A good leader doesn't want to stick around and be the leader forever. A good leader has a legacy plan, right? And President Trump had a legacy plan. And it was you. You are the legacy plan. Don't let anyone tell you differently. But right now, we're in the desert. And I, as soon as I can find this sucker, I'm going to read it to you. Um, hold on a second. Oh, I hate it whenever this happens. I had it booked, Mark, as well. But I found it right before I came on. And I was like, I got to read that to everybody. All right, hold on. Maybe it's on my phone. So, uh, when you're in the desert, it can be a very trying time. And I hope you guys celebrate your socks off about this acquisition. Who knows what it's going to mean in the end, honestly. It, but it's going to be, it'll mean, it'll actually mean a lot culturally. Um, and it will mean a lot in terms of overturning rocks and seeing all of the little, you know, roaches scatter and all those little worms that have been hiding. All those algorithms. It's going to be glorious. 
it'll be interesting to see how the uh, DOD responds to that. I mean, how long, I guess, you know, over, under, countdown, however you want to do this before the investigation begins on Elon, right? What's going to be the hoax? We could probably run a poll on that. What will the hoax be? So, church, it's time to pray for the protection of Elon Musk and the integrity of his efforts, right? Because his efforts affect not just us. His efforts affect the whole world. Again, I'm not looking at Elon like he is our uh, great savior. Um, oh, my gosh. This is literally the worst ever. I'm thinking that this is way back where. And I just happened to stumble upon it today. But it was talking about... Um, it was talking about God being willing to forgive and calling us as a nation to uh, repent. Okay. And when you're in the desert, you have a lot of time to think about these things. Now you can also turn to false idols, which we tend to do as a nation, right? But what is a nation? A nation is comprised of you. You are the United States of America. You, right? Not just our resources, but you. And apparently I'm just not meant to find this thing because I am not. (laughs) And I could normally just like, you know, pause my podcast and find it and come back. But I'm live streaming, so it's not very cool to do that. And I can't do that. So... Anyway, I will find it, but it was very good, and it was about being in the desert, and I was like, yes, here it is. This is our disciplining moment. It never feels good to be disciplined, but he loves this country. He's not just a God for America. He loves this world, and we have been a city on a hill. We have. We have been a city who has um, his oil in our lamps as a nation. We just have, but we have gotten in the bed with every form of wind of doctrine that you can imagine. And um, that is not going to bode well for us. And it's exactly how we've ended up right here in the desert. And I literally, this stuff just makes me want to drive over a cliff. Anyway, the desert, again, not very comfortable. I talked about it probably yesterday or the day before. Um you know, and how we have a tendency to erect all of our little idols and, and, you know, and, um, and what's amazing is how many of those idols, um, most of us didn't even realize we have. And whenever we see them, we have a tendency to want to bury them, especially as a nation. And so my admonition to you is very simply this, and I'm going to leave you for the day to celebrate this acquisition of Twitter And to really pay attention to the narratives around you. Watch everybody just completely melt. Just watch it. And then pray for people. Pray for people as things are exposed. And pray for the safety of people in this country, for all of us. There's some very triggered people right now. And as as funny as it can be to some of us, um, it's also very dangerous, to be honest with you, because these people are not well. And I just read some of their tweets and I'm like, see ya, bon voyage. Like, 
do not come back if you don't have to, right? But if you want to get off Twitter, see ya. I mean, there are actually other countries in the world too who might be okay with your ideas of oppression, right? But that's not who we are as Americans. We are not an oppressive nation. It's not who we were called to be. So anyway, uh, yeah, pay attention. But I, I want to encourage you to also spend some time talking to your children around all of this right now uh, because they are getting an earful in their in their schools. Um, I've seen things already tweeted online about what teachers are saying about the acquisition. You need to take the time to sit down with your children in the desert that we are in as a nation right now. This is a great time for your family to be introduced to God as provider, not only as savior, but as Lord. And I've been very candid on this show about the difference and, you know, how easy it was for me for a number of years to be like, oh, yeah, I believe in Jesus. Well, so do the devils. Right? Jesus is my Savior. Yeah, but is he your Lord? That's a totally different way of life. It just is. It's a totally different existence whenever Jesus Christ is your Lord, not only your Savior. And I understand that everyone's in a process. Right. But one of the reasons why I started my Bible study was because some people don't even know where to begin in the process and they hear God calling, but they're not sure it's God calling. And so they just keep tuning it out or they tune to the things that are comfortable because they're in a desert, just like we are as a nation. But God calls you in the desert. And that's whenever God really shows up and shows out because he gives you an opportunity to repent, to see all these little idols that we have erected as a nation, as individuals. And he's like, okay, well, so do you still want that? Because this is what that's bringing to your life. And every time you drink this, that dude shows up. Every time you sleep with that guy, this happens. Every time you hate on your mother-in-law, this happens in your health. Every time you vote for this loser, this is, I'm just kidding. Every time you vote for these people who keep lying to you, this is what happens. This is what you get. I mean, you name it. And it's like all these little idols, right? This is this person you thought was perfect and could save you and watch what happened. So he gives us an opportunity to repent from our idolatry. This is like Judaism 101. This is not even, this is, I haven't even gotten into the New Testament. But by the glory of God, through Jesus Christ, we have the ability to repent. And to look at those sins and be like, nah, I'm good. Mm-mm. Nope. I can submit to God, resist the devil, and he flees. That's the order. That's the progression of things in Scripture. To first submit to God. And in order to submit to something, you have to understand to whom and to what you're submitting. Otherwise, it's just like some imagine You're reimagining. You're being like Disney and you're imagining your repentance, what it looks like. What do you think it is? What does it feel like to be a Christian? No, that's not what it is. It's a doctrine. It's an ideology. It's the word (laughs) written and alive. So God is calling us, you guys. He just is in his mercy and his grace. He's not sitting there waiting to club you over the head with all of your sins. If he ever exposes something, this is how I know God is not a God of the left ideology. Because if when God exposes something, whether it's a sin or whatever you want to call it, but it's something that continues to draw you into destruction, it's something that continues to want to cancel your life, 
right? It's bringing death, hell, and destruction. He's doing it for your deliverance. So you can be free. It's so simple. It's not a bunch of holy roller, pearl clutching stuff where everybody smells good, looks good, and sounds good. Nobody's got time for that mess. Remember that lady that came out of that fire? Oh, Lord Jesus, there's a fire. What was her name? Sweet Brown. (laughs) My God. My daughter can do that so well. And I just want to pee my pants every time she does it because it's so good. But that's what it reminds me of. It's like, nobody, nobody got time for that. That's what she said. And we don't. We don't have time for that. It's nonsense. It's silly. We talk about saving the world and ending hunger. What are you talking about? Jesus already came to save the world and he already told you that you would always have the poor with you. It doesn't mean you quit feeding people, but it certainly means you quit guilting people for what they choose to do with their money. So anyway, tune all that crap out. That's my admonition. Time to get right with the Lord. Time to get right to get left. Choose properly. That's all I'm going to say about that. And know this, I really do appreciate every single one of you. I don't know when I'm doing another space. I have no idea. But I do appreciate you going to my website, purchasing some merchandise, making a contribution if you would like, not known as a donation because I am a capitalist and I'm all about for profit. And so that would be monicamatthews.com. And there's a place there for you to be able to do that. Uh, Also, my merchandise, t-shirts, cups, mugs, caps, all that stuff. If you're an American, act like one. Thank you. That's my tagline. Always has been of my show. So if you see it somewhere else, let me know. Uh, Because people have been known to do that with my taglines, which is really crappy and gangster. But anyway, the Lord will deal with you. In my prayer time, I submit you to the Lord. I have a list of names. Okay, I'm done. MonicaMatthews.com. Be good to your neighbor. Beginning in your own mirror. Go buy a pillow and use my name. M-O-N-I-C-A. MonicaMatthews.com backslash gold co. Go move your assets over into something safe. Remember, if you're an American, 